0: selling like yeah. a 200 dollars sword for like 50 bucks i was like, holy shit dude
1: excellent that's good for like robberies dude someone just comes in you just fucking start swinging a sword everywhere yeah i, I mean if you can't see though that might be bad you know <laughs> <laughs> what's going on everyone welcome to a new episode uh today's guest is ricky goodrow ricky good to see you man thanks for coming i'm
0: glad you invited me
1: i know we had a talk like you know a few months ago yeah uh, sorry it took so long man but you know i've just been out here banging chicks you know so (laughs) it's been busy
0: i expect nothing less yeah we
1: had a good talk man that was nice was nice nice weather out dude i didn't even know you were coaching for the uh the track team man but that's cool you know
0: yeah got roped into that concerned cumberland parents set me up with that
1: job really (laughs) have you been fucking slitting throats out there
0: uh no we had the pandemic shut everything down right as it was getting geared up oh really yeah we had I was there for the – because they have the two seasons, indoor and outdoor. So they brought me on about three-quarters of the way into the mm-hmm. indoor season, so like December last year. I finished that out, and then before we got to start that outdoor stuff, everything shut down. So yeah. we've just been playing it by ear.
1: When you were throwing, like I know you were pretty good. I don't really know much about track, but like were you breaking <laughs> records out there?
0: Um, I know that I – I think I hold – the fourth best shot put throw mm-hmm. i didn't unfortunately i didn't take it very seriously so uh, yeah i remember going to one of those practices <laughs> dude they like took me
1: from the gym they were like we need you and yeah. i like tried to throw it like a baseball dude just like <laughs> tore my labrum
0: yeah uh <laughs> no i i really tried to be good at it i wanted to be but just like most other things i just expected things to happen <laughs> and yeah i i didn't put in the effort that i really needed to
1: that basically sums up high school man just like thinking shit's going to happen and just, like, not working for it.
0: Yeah. And, I, like, I got the big break, like, we, when we played football. I I definitely wasn't the, the strongest guy or the yeah. fastest guy or anything like that, but I ended up going and playing at URI, and that was, like, the big break. I didn't mm. get offered any money. I was a preferred walk-on. So when they took me, I was like, absolutely, this is – I'll finally start trying. And I, I literally put everything I had on the line, balls to the wall for that thing and got a concussion on the third day. Knocked really? out. Yeah. So I that was like my tenth concussion. So I just said, you know what? I'll oh, finish shit, the dude. season and I'll call it. I didn't know that, there.
1: dude. I thought it was just like the workload. Like you can handle the workload.
0: No, I uh, actually I got an award from uh, the school. I had the highest GPA on the team for that oh, shit, one dude. season that I was there. I finished with three six, and mm. it's been downhill ever since. So well, dude, you have like the uh, what the study hall hours? So, You have to like, dude, that was. The study hall hours were probably the craziest part. We had more study hall hours, I feel, than like practice. Yeah. <laughs> I was in there as a as a freshman we had to have I think it was like twenty one total hours and like five of them were mandatory on Monday, mm-hmm. four on Tuesday and then like six on Saturday morning. And then Did after you take that it seriously it
1: was, like... or were you just looking up like naked pictures of chicks?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I had a pretty easy class load. So yeah. I got most of my stuff done on like that Monday night and I had it. Nothing to do, so I'd end up like helping other guys do their homework, and they'd yeah. slide me a dollar here and there for damn, dude, giving them giving them Under the, the good table, work, dude. Yeah,
1: tax free, baby. Damn, exactly. bro. But so you want to be a teacher now, though,
0: right? Yes, I'm. I switched. I graduated from URI, and now I'm over at Rick getting the damn, teacher bro. cert. So
1: shit, dude, you're gonna be in school forever, man.
0: Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> it's uh, exactly <laughs> what I was hoping for. Wait, so what would you when you went in? Like, what were you uh, when you went to URI? Like, do you have any plans, or were you just like fuck this, or I'm gonna tear it up.
0: I was uh, a 17-year-old boy with my brain in my nuts and mm-hmm. had no clue what was up and down. Yeah. I went and undecided. I lived in the the slums. Yeah, I never we,
1: saw you dude. I don't think I ever saw you.
0: Well, where did you live?
1: Uh, fuck dude. Bresler, I think that's what it was yeah. called. I
0: that's miles away. <laughs> really? Like on campus, it's like oh, maybe well, the, like 300 yeah. 300 yards away but
1: yeah three- dude i was right across from the uh like the nursing uh yeah their inside. residence dude so i would just see hot chicks all the time like not in my building but like across the way i would
0: just be like i wonder what it'd be like to just like go over there you know you, they you you don't wanna realize how shitty that building is until you step inside over at hillside nurses don't get get the best over there really it's like hottest balls no ac like the building's less than 10 years old they didn't install ac so nah, it's like dude. a thousand degrees shit like that yeah, man fucking college dude <laughs>
1: So you just went in, you were like fuck it man. I mean that's what I did. I was just like, dude, I'm going to not pull out and just, you know, see what
0: happens. I had no idea. I was I was definitely not prepared for college like mentally. Yeah. Like I had very minimal life experience and some real bad opinions on like how to live life. So I I definitely got shit on in that first year and fell into like crazy depression. Yeah. And on top of the concussion that lasted like a month mm-hmm. i just never healed i was just like i yeah i probably should have either taken a year off or tried something different because yeah. i was messed what up.
1: do you do when you're depressed like
0: just jerk off or like <laughs> um you watch like star wars and shit oh well i i do i watch star wars even if i'm not depressed but yeah that probably I, helps though right yeah i i have little gimmicks i wouldn't say that they're like uh Nervous tics or anything, but yeah, you know, I I lay back on um sp- now, it's my recent thing is Dungeons and Dragons, big into that. Okay, area. so like that's dude, like a card game, right? Uh, less cards, more dice. A okay. lot of role playing, you know. I I don't oh, role play, dude. Yeah, bro, not in bed. <laughs> at a table with a bunch of <laughs> oh, dude. guys of our own age. It doesn't like translate over. Guys. No, no. Like what never, a I would never disrespect Nadia like that. Damn, dude,
1: <laughs> dude, you gotta spice it up, dude.
0: Oh, uh, I don't think she. I I try to keep it distant from her. I think oh, the, the elves and the dwarves and oh, you know tieflings, sick, bro. Yeah, that, that you come and in like
1: dress it. like a fucking elf, dude.
0: Oh yeah, I elf. Yeah, that get
1: me hard, dude. <laughs>
0: I fit right in with their Yeah, like I don't even talk to girls, dude.
1: But if we were role playing, bro, dude,
0: that'd be your choice. That would just be
1: it for me, like in life. You
0: know, <laughs> if you came in as the elf, or if she came in as the elf.
1: Uh, I mean, I'd probably we talked about this on one podcast, dude. And uh, I got pretty fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. To <laughs> <laughs> like we were, <laughs> we were talking about like the, uh... <laughs> we were talking about like the Exorcist. Well, I was talking to this kid. He has a girlfriend, and she's pretty hot, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was asking him like if he role plays, and uh, I was asking him if like he, if he ever like casted spells on that pussy. <laughs> and when I said that, like he just like shut it all off. He was like, Yeah, no. we can't talk about this, dude. <laughs> and she was probably listening too. So, yeah, man, I'd probably do like, I'd probably do like some Harry Potter shit, man. Like, yeah. just cast some spells on that pussy, dude. You know what I'm saying?
0: I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I can't say that I've delved in, I, I skipped over that whole Harry Potter <coughs> fad. Like, really? I, am a big nerd. Like, I, yeah. all, all of, like, the mainstream stuff and a few of the niche things, but I never really got into Harry Potter. I know yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff. That's about dude, it. Dude, a
1: lot of people are into, like, anime and stuff, man, but, like, speaking of depression, dude, when <laughs> I used to get, uh, a <laughs> when I used to get bullied as a child, dude, yeah. um, dude one of uh this kid dylan i grew up with Mm -hmm. dude his dad would make like wands in the garage like Mm -hmm. harry potter wands Uh uh-huh and like he would write our names on them dude oh shit so like dude i got a fucking wand and shit and i was so like dumb and fat and like delusional (laughs) dude like if somebody picked on me i would legit cast spells on them and i'd think like they'd go away
0: and then once i got
1: like my ass fingered i'd be like all right maybe it was the wrong spell you know what I'm saying? So hey man,
0: that was me with with lightsabers though. I, I was like a weird you know those like drawstring backpacks that you carry around. Yeah. The little, little cloth mm-hmm. ones. I think probably until even actually it's actually probably when I was like a sophomore in high school, I'd have one of those like foldable lightsabers where you pull down the oh, little shit. button and just like sling it out. Yeah, fucking yeah, like, if like if I if I had yeah. to kick anyone's ass, I wasn't doing it with my hands, I was oh, doing it with shit. a plastic stick. Yeah. Absolute loser. Hilarious. Yeah, dude.
1: No, I've used some of those, man. The ones that just, like, pop out. Yeah. That's fucking sick, dude. And now
0: now I pay, like, $300 for the realistic metal model ones. That really?
1: I, yeah. Do you have any, like... Uh, dude, I've never... Honestly, man, I feel bad saying this. I've never watched Star Wars. And I want to. I just feel like there's... It reminds me of, like, Game of Thrones. Like, there's so many, dude. I just feel like I couldn't catch up.
0: No. It's... Like, I... So, I didn't watch Game of Thrones until yeah. right before the final season, which came out, like, last spring. Yeah. You know? And I think it was seven seasons of shit and like by the end of it they're doing like six episodes a season and they're like yeah. 42 minutes long so I I binge watched it all because that's when I am depressed mm-hmm. I just binge watch television really? and like rage about it on the internet um, damn dude so like Game of Thrones I blew through it in like a week which is ungodly I just yeah. shut down don't do anything for a week <laughs> just watch all damn, of it damn dude you know but Star Wars is you know the movies they they there are certain ones that are just not worth watching, mm-hmm. I would say. And uh, the TV shows are definitely better than the movies, especially recently. So,
1: so if if you're like wicking into Star Wars, do you just like fucking hate Star Trek? Or?
0: I've so I've never watched Star Trek. Really? Yeah. My yeah. I, my uncles introduced me to Star Wars early on because my dad was you know just the super jock. Yeah. Never never had time for that shit. You know. So he. He let the uncles show me that shit. Once I once I got onto it, they, like they like Star Trek and I was like that's that's fucking dumb. This is more yeah, interesting. Yeah. You like fuck that shit. Dude. Yeah. So, slashed yeah. onto Star Wars and never let it go. Fuck dude.
1: I always see the shirts at Target I'm like, dude, if I was into this, I'd probably buy one.
0: Right? You know I what I what don't fit in them, so I I don't buy any. Like my girlfriend got this for me for Christmas. Really? This might be the newest sweatshirt. I mean, dude, I'm a double XL. They had
1: some for me, man.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not a double XL. Really? We'll do the double double XL big and tall dude. <laughs> I I don't think I've been a three XL since maybe my first senior year of college. Yeah.
1: Have you ever tried big and
0: tall, dude? <laughs> I I've never stopped by.
1: I well, dude, they sell them at like regular stores, like Burlington yeah. and stuff. Oh, and I order I order them online, big and tall, dude. <laughs> That's how you get bitches, man. I li- listen now. Now I'm gonna go. I have time. I'll go look it up, dude. But... This is a this is a double XL big and tall, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. So I'm a big boy, man.
0: Maybe maybe I'll start looking good now. I've just been yeah. a slob for I'm years.
1: just, honestly, man, I'm trying to get Izod to just hit me up and just, like, ask me if I want to model for him. Yeah. Because I see some of those models. I'm like, dude, these guys are pussies, man. Like, <laughs> you got to give me at least a fucking chance, you know? Have yeah. me out there in, like, a meadow or something, fucking cutting the grass and shit. <laughs> no shirt on. Dude, dude, I can make a good fucking commercial for Izod, man.
0: I listen. It's twenty twenty one now. Yeah. Anyone could do anything. Yeah, I wonder if they like accept submissions or anything like that, dude. <laughs> uh, I I haven't I haven't cared about how I look for yeah. so long, and that's like it's sad, but like, dude, it takes a toll, man. It does, dude. It takes like so much mental
1: toughness to just wear this shit and just be like, fuck all of you. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think it's worth it, man, dude. I'm com- like I'm wearing sweatpants right now, man. I'm comfy all the time. Yeah. But as far as like communicating with women, like, it's not, you know, it's not good, man. Dude, I remember, like, uh, what was it, like, a year ago, maybe two years ago, I was going through a phase where, like, I would go out to the bar and I would, like, actually try to be a fucking douche. Not really try to be a douche, but just, like, dress up and stuff, like, wear tight shirts and shit. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I wore, like, a tight Hawaiian shirt, dude, and a wife beater underneath, bro. Hmm. And you could see the wife beater. (laughs) And, like, to this day, I'm just, like depressed at the fact that I would even attempt that dude but it worked man there were so many fucking chicks that they were, were just all like, over you and I didn't even talk to him dude you know it's just like it, dude it haunts me like I just want to talk to like a genuine human being man you mm-hmm. know but it just seems like you know like I don't want to talk to a chick who's like putting up pictures of her like bending over in front of Starbucks yeah and then writes a caption about like perseverance and like never giving up you know yeah. like that's just gonna fuck me up you know so Dude, then I made the switch to Izod, man. I just feel like you know a genuine human being. Dude, change your life. It did, man. That should be a commercial
0: like that right there. That <laughs> my coming of age tale. I found I, Izod. Dude, Izod changed my life. I think <laughs> I, I really do. Now that I'm thinking about it, I my the only time I like I I've cared so little about what I wear that. Yeah. I'm the guy, like right now I'm wearing this, sh- this t-shirt underneath. It's one of the like blank, just colored t-shirts that you pick up at a Walmart for like $4. Oh yeah, I got a bunch of those, yeah. You know, so like that's that's what I rock. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like decals, anything like that. I feel like it just makes too much... The shirts don't extend with my body the way that I feel comfortable with. Yeah. So other than that, I think only my girlfriend has bought me clothing yeah. in, in that long. And it's always... You know, it's all real nice stuff, and it all fits. I just don't have the confidence to wear, like, I'm oh, yeah. speaking because one of them is like an eyesod black polo, I guess, uh-huh. and it's it's like, it fits perfectly, and I'm just like, unless I'm going somewhere where I know I won't be judged, I wouldn't even consider putting dude, You got to wear that shit, man. I'd be rock hard if I saw that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Us together,
1: bro, side by side. I wore this one, the you wore that days. one, dude. Oh. Yeah, it was, I was stalking your Instagram
0: for a little bit, dude. And, uh, yeah. So you have a girlfriend, man. How's that going? Like we're good. She's, she's probably the kindest person that I've ever met. One of the like most caring souls Mm -hmm. that it it was just a privilege. I was in a really bad place Mm and that I met her in my sophomore year at URI. Um, and she, she just showed up and Everything, everything changed. Things yeah. didn't seem so doom and gloom all the time. And
1: you have any tips, dude? I was going to ask you that. Like, you have any tips for me?
0: Oh, um, I think my biggest thing was like, I was a, I was a shill. Like, I don't know how political you get on this stuff, but like, I was like alt right, like angry, mm-hmm. like hate the world. Trump's the greatest man in the history of the really? universe. Oh, shit. Like, I was, I was bad. Mm-hmm. And like, all of a sudden, I'm a like uber left socialist because I took the time to educate myself and get that exposure at URI. And through her, I think I became more open to, or at least susceptible to those things. And then on top of it, I had a whole bunch of people. But I think that the biggest thing was just being willing to recognize that people are people, and that, like, no one owes you anything anymore, you know? I'm going to take out the sword, dude. (laughs) Pull it out. Yeah. No, I, I really do think that that was the biggest tip that I could give is that you just need to recognize that people are people and treat them with the utmost respect in any scenario that you're in. Yeah, I just feel like worried. I'm already doing that, man. It's not really working too well for me. but <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I find personally I get along a lot more with people that I never would have considered talking to or would have thought, like, before Mm -hmm. I even met them, I would have made judgments about, and then now I'm, like, advocating for them and going to rallies and things like that and protesting for, you know, Black Lives Matter and things like that. And people see that, and of course not everyone agrees with that sort of stuff, but, like, people see that and they're just like, wow, I really do think that there's a purpose behind what he's doing, and he might be, you know, I'm definitely not the typical person to be out protesting with Black Lives Matter, but... Yeah, bro. They they see it and they're like, wow. Yeah,
1: bro. I don't think, like, honestly, within my lifetime, I'll go to a protest, Yeah, but I feel like I've always, like, avoided politics. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, like, um, I don't know, man. I feel like either side, you know? Like, I've met dicks on the right, dicks on the left. Absolutely. I've always gotten along the best with people who are kind of in the middle, who are just kind of like, you know, let's not be divided. Let's just, like, think rationally. Yeah. And... I mean that's always helped me but like just avoiding politics in general has always been like my you know
0: yeah and I maybe it's just like Cumberland because I think before I left I spent a lot of time here even in those first like 3 years at URI yeah. I, I was here a lot and the people that I was with and the people like not not my family because not all of them think this way but it's just a a very small-minded not willing to engage in those conversations, sorts of things. Yeah, like Even at the if, dinner table and shit. Yeah, like I'm, I'm all for, like, I'm, I told you earlier, like I just say whatever, I don't really care, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm I'm all for shutting a family dinner down because like someone said something racist and just shouting at them from across the room. Oh yeah, you know? of course, man. You know, like some, some people are like, that's in bad taste, handle it uh-huh. behind a closed door or whatever and I'm just like, nah man, don't worry about it. Like, this this stuff needs to uh, be addressed. And, like, I had a, a disagreement with my mother earlier this week. And she was saying, like, just some crazy shit about how, you know, guys with badges deserve the utmost respect. And I, I was like, yeah, mom, we, we should respect them. But, like, you have to be cautious and aware of what's going on. And it turned into a, a debate which ended with me presenting her a meme that was, like, someone was saying hey we we can have differing opinions and still be friends and the person goes well yeah we can like disagree on what the best pizza topping is but we can't disagree that racism's a problem you know yeah man no. so i was like that that's that's the life that i've currently been living is mostly just proactive get out there have an opinion mm-hmm. share the opinion advocate for people and the rest of it's just laying in my bed sad and Working yeah, security <clears throat> I feel like you know on. Like
1: every Obviously everyone has Their own opinion man It's just like the idea Of like agreeing to disagree You know what I mean I feel like it always Ends fucking terribly Like yeah. if I'm at the dinner table And my aunt's just like So John like Who'd you vote for And I'm just like I didn't <laughs> vote And then you know She's just like Freaking the fuck out And then she just talks For like five more minutes And I'm just sitting there mm-hmm. For like five minutes Like not saying any- anything And then yeah. eventually I'm like uh, Aunt Patty Can you please just pass the mashed potatoes Like It's all I fucking want You know Yeah, I just like dude I don't have fucking energy To argue over shit I can't control You know what I mean I'd rather just be a good person You know Absolutely And that's the key I don't know man The thing with like um, Like obviously you know I'm in like the whole Like I'm chasing the comedy thing Mm -hmm. And The thing with the far left obviously I would say I'm somewhere in between But Is like the whole censorship thing absolutely Uh, so like ruining content like taking it down like that's a big fucking red flag for me you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like even if someone like say someone watched this podcast and they took it down like that's like big tech like that's a far left idea you know what i mean like that's censorship at its core and that's that's you know something i disagree with but I don't know man I've never like experienced it you know what I mean like no one's ever taken down my shit or anything like that or like freaked out like no one's ever sent me like a hateful message like dude you fucking think farts are funny man I'm gonna fucking kill you like (laughs) so like I don't know man I've never experienced it but I mean you hear like some of the podcasts I watch some of the content I watch like it gets taken down because it's so like controversial and it's like I don't know man like what happened to like fucking you know freedom dude
0: (laughs) yeah no I get it I so like I've I was uh I worked at the poll right up the road at McCourt for this election, you know, and it was like all in response to something that was said by the current president in one of the debates about standing by and standing down. I was like, I'll do my civil duty and go check it out and be there to make sure that things yeah. go smoothly. And I I really do think that it's it's almost arbitrary. Like, you put it really well. Like, how can you – how do you – change something that you can't really have any impact on yeah. you know and i guess it's just like i've found the passion in that and through like what i'm doing with teaching and stuff like yeah. i i see that as an opportunity to improve things mm-hmm. so like i when i'm wasting my time with you know dungeons and dragons or star wars and shit like it's it's all just relaxing so that when i have to put my game face on and focus on that purpose that i found that's what i'm going for
1: yeah yeah so yeah man you used to have like um you definitely seem more calm now like more like uh relaxed
0: yeah <laughs> well i i assume this would come up right <laughs> do, you, do you remember in like basketball when i would just yeah. fucking rage yeah that's all i was thinking about it was like yeah man that's like i couldn't i like it's embarrassing i reflect on that Dude, time it's of so my life funny though think <laughs> yeah. about? i i like Part of me is, like, hopeful that there's, like, videos, like, they filmed games or some shit where, like, I just raged. Because it didn't really happen at football. It was really only basketball, and I think it was because I was just so fucking bad. I mean, dude, like,
1: we were, like, uh, when we were in middle school, we were all, like, kind of scared of you. But, like, I think you working with, like, Jack Madden, like, I think, like, he basically, like, taught you how to play basketball, right?
0: That's what I needed, yeah. So
1: you were, like, filthy, and then, I'm not going to blame it on the coaches later on, but... I think if you had Jack as a coach, like, your whole life, like.
0: Yeah, you definitely, he, like, I don't know what your experience was with the basketball, but Jack Madden would have, like, off-season practices with me and set me up with, like, specifically big men coaches. Yeah. So, like, I do, like, do you remember the Mike and drill where it was just, like, mind numbing and you just threw the ball at the backboard for, like, three hours? I'd literally go to practice in, like, middle of Massachusetts, like, on Tuesday nights and just Mm -hmm. do the Mike and drill for, like, an hour and a half with this guy. It was, like, the stupidest thing I'd ever done, but it made me good, yeah. you know? So I, I definitely tipped off. But I, I honestly think it was you guys, like, you you were an athlete, even though, J- like, Josh was an athlete. Joe was an athlete. Grant was an, was an athlete, athlete. With tits, yeah. <laughs> but you guys, like, you were quick. You were on the fly. You, you made great moves, and I, I never was able to keep up with that, particularly, I think that... Being a meatball with toothpick legs really slowed me down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you were a big man, though, dude. Yeah. But, like, uh, dude, that was so fucking funny, man. Like, (laughs) you fucking... Dude, like, if that happened nowadays, like, you'd be on, like, barstool, dude. Yeah. Like, punching dudes in the back of the head. Yeah. Dude, when you punch that kid in the back of the head, dude, I was pissing laughing, dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like I was like Did that really just happen Bro I, I don't I even think You got ejected Irish. dude I think you got like What like a tech Probably Yeah they were just like You can stay in the game But you Better <laughs> fucking cop <calm> down <laughs> uh, I remember a fucking Premiano Freaking out at halftime Dude like Throwing the fucking Marker and shit dude Dude I cannot stop laughing But dude. there was a time In middle school Like obviously With Josh Where there was like A jump ball or whatever And he threw you to the ground man And like Everyone was like Pissing laughing and like I, I wasn't even like laughing, but like everyone else was laughing, and I remember Joe was trying not to laugh, dude, and I was standing behind our coach, like going like this, and he just started dying laughing,
0: <laughs> dude, we had to run so much because of that, like we had to run for like days, dude like dude i I chose basketball this is this is an embarrassing story. this is good content here. I watched high school musical, and my life oh, goal wow. was to be Troy Bolton man. And that was never going to happen. Is he see the one with the afro? or No, no. Because I, I definitely looked more like with the afro, with those yeah. lo- long red curls. But... It was like
1: Zach Efron. And yeah, then...
0: Zach Efron. That's who I wanted to be.
1: Oh, th- his name was Troy in the movie? Yeah, man. Holy shit, dude. Who was the other guy? Like Corey? Chad.
0: Chad, Chad. Uh, I, I I watched that shit as soon as they dropped that on Disney Plus. I ran out of Mandalorian stuff to watch. I was like, oh well, I better start watching these. I'm things. not
1: gonna lie, man. I watched High School Musical two back in the day. I used to sing the songs and stuff, man. I still sing those songs. Really? Yeah.
0: Not yeah. embarrassed. Really? Damn, dude. I wish I had that confidence, man. That's it. It is a new, growing confidence that I've gained in like the last two years, yeah. where I'm just like, I don't. Like clothing's one thing, my outward presentation, but like I w- when I was at URI, I was an RA, we had a private bathroom that was uh, like a handicap stall that we would sh- share with anyone who, you know, needed a special place to shower, but the RAs would use it cause we had access and we, I would just be like in the shower for like two hours straight belting out fucking really? show tunes or whatever. taking
1: some mean shits in there? Of course. Dude.
0: And then the girls that I worked with would be like, what the fuck was that? Like, really? why oh, would you why? It was like co-ed yeah it was like it was a one stall one oh, shower shit. thing and it was like locked That's so i no could man. get in i they yeah i walked you in on their shit some people
1: dude dude this is comedian like uh when i was like 20 i think i got on this wicked good show mm-hmm. and like i was so excited dude it was like my first ever big show And it was at, like, Mohegan Sun. It was, like, sold out, dude. And this comedian was on, the the show with me. And I, like, I loved, like, his content. Like, I was a big fan of his. So I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Like, he just kind of, like, ignores me or whatever. I'm just like, all right, fuck. Like, dude, so I go in the back to take a shit, like, a massive shit. And I come out, and he's walking in to take a shit. And I go, yo, dude, I just took a massive shit in there. And he goes, I'm good. How are you? And I was like, what, dude? Like, that was our only interaction, man. And he just walked right in. And I was like, well, there goes my chances, man. Yeah. Ever since, man, we just, like, we haven't been able to hit it off. So, I'm just saying, man, you know, you could ruin some relationships like that.
0: Yeah. Luckily, I think they all still adore me. We text really? all the time, so.
1: So, if you were, like, taking a big shit and you had just finished and you were walking out and, like, another girl was walking in, you I would give just, him the like,
0: I'd give him the red light. Be like, really? don't, don't head in there. Yeah, dude. I
1: don't know, man. I'd probably just look him in the eyes and be like.
0: get them you know i was i was the only so they only i think they had two of them in the building and it was a small building and it was communal bathrooms otherwise so yeah like we the first year i was like the only guy Mm -hmm. it was all girls so my second year there when i had another guy we like organized it so the guys shared one and the girls shared another and then the third year it was the same thing but it was it was definitely a, a, a learning experience being, cause I have two sisters yeah. shared a bathroom with them uh-huh. and you know, we'd have our fights, but it was never, never intense. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, I had, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really think about it. I thought the world owed me something, whatever, you know, walked around with my head held high and yeah. got put in my place a few more times. And eventually I, I smartened up and I was like, this is, this is good. Yeah. Some humility is what I needed.
1: That's all you need, man. Yeah. What, uh, like, when you walked on, though, like, at URI, what was that process like? That was a... Like, were you at, a, like, a dark point in your life? Or are you kind of like...
0: Uh, So, I didn't even, like... It wasn't, like, a real walk-on. The the preferred walk-on process is, like, we'll take you on the team, but you don't have to do the tryouts or anything. We're just not going to give you money. Okay. So, so, do
1: they know who you were before you... Yeah.
0: A Skirka hooked me up, yeah. and I, I got real lucky because... I was going to go to Rhode Island college because that's where the teaching program was and URIs is garbage. So I was going to go there and do the, um, track and field throw, you know, and it would have been D three, whatever. I would have been a D three superstar and, you know, inflated my ego, whatever. But I, on like the day after whatever the down payments were due and you had to have your decisions made, I went to Skirk. I was like, I want to play football. He was like, let me see what I could do. He was the dean of discipline at that point, so he had no other real job to do. So yeah. he just sat there. and I'm sending, I'm assuming he sent all this stuff out to random coaches in the area, and the URI team was getting a new head coach because they were trash, and they thought if they brought someone in who had turned around a few other programs, they would uh, start improving. So this guy saw my tape, said he, he liked me. He th- loved to have more URI or Rhode Island talent on the team. Because yeah. most of the kids are from like New Jersey, he was like, "Yeah, I'll definitely take this kid." We can't give him any money, but he can. I showed up for the first day of camp. I was there, and it was day three that I had the the big concussion happen. But it was it was pretty. Uh... The process was ugly. I would compare it to like the military. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I felt like it so was. So it was, a lot was literally only shit. three days. Oh no! I was there. I got there on like August eighth or something like that and school didn't start until like a week into september and it was just the football team there for that time and eventually like other sports teams started showing up and things but we were living all together in one building and they took our car key i didn't have a car but like they took guys car keys they took your phones for like the entire day until like 10 o'clock p.m you had to turn it in at five in the morning when you woke up yeah it was it was a Like, it wasn't, like, they had the double sessions and things, you know, but I didn't really hit the weight room in high school. I didn't do much of, like, the conditioning workouts outside of practice. I just would get a little bit in shape during the the preseason for football, show up, run my balls off, and try, and then once it was over, it was basketball season, whatever, you know? Like, I didn't really pay much attention to it, but these guys were, like, living, breathing football, and... As much as URI is not the greatest, they are still a D one program. So yeah, when you serious. show up, they take it. They took it seriously because the guys running the program weren't the the guys that had been there forever. It was a new a new group of mm-hmm. coaches. So they treated it like it was Akron. I think where most of the guys came from before that. So Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. So like, did you like drop a lot of pounds? Like, were you like kind of running your balls off? Yeah, I was. So like. It was crazy. Like I said, I'd never been like lifting at all. I was 17 years old. I think the next youngest kids were already 18. Most of them were like prep school kids. So I was, I was doing like huge numbers. Like I had like a 500 pound squat after like three weeks Mm -hmm. and they were like, how did this happen? You've never touched this shit. And I was just like, "I, I really have no answer for you. I think I went in at like 311 pounds of fat. And walked out with like three hundred and fifteen pounds of muscle.
1: What did you weigh in high school? Like two eighty five?
0: No, I was over three hundred. All, all f- probably, maybe not freshman year, but yeah. sophomore, junior, and senior year, I was like three hundred pounds, three oh five. Fuck, dude. Like I was, I, I was fat. I was. A, <laughs> it was funny, but it was one of my biggest insecurities. And when I went there, I was the smallest guy on the offensive line, and getting wrecked by guys that were like 26 years old as a 17 year old and just totally demolished and i had no there was nothing i could do and that's why i got the concussion i just wasn't prepared so yeah during that time i had mostly just running workouts and it was it was good yeah
1: man that was like after that though where you kind of like you know when you get the concussion like when you recovered from the concussion where you kind of like all right this is like a good thing like this is a blessing in disguise or you kind of like fuck
0: I I hated every moment of it other than when I was actually in the middle of, like, practicing, lifting, study hall. If I wasn't doing the the stuff that was football-related, I was like, I don't want to be there. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was definitely... Like, it was depression. Like, full full-fledged depression. I was horribly just angry, upset. I remember... <laughs> Like during the training camp, I was concussed. I wasn't even practicing, mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there. I'd like call my mom at like nine o'clock at night, be like, "Mom, I want to leave. Come save me." Yeah. And my mom's on the other end of the phone crying, and my dad's yelling at her, like, "You can't go pick him up. He has to follow through on this." Yeah. And like, I'm like, "No, please save me. I'm I'm literally,
1: I it was it was ugly." Yeah, that's how I felt, man. I wanted to leave. I did leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fuck this. <laughs> Fucking out of here, man." Well, you you played rugby, right?
0: For URI, yeah, for
1: a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to be there, though, man. I fucking hated it.
0: At URI,
1: yeah, I, did, I didn't like it, man. I didn't fit in at all. I didn't have any friends. I had Chris Hayes as a friend. That was really it. So I, uh, I fucking hated it, man. I was fat as tits. I was fucking doing terrible in school. I think my GPA was like two point eight. <laughs> I was taking fucking Latin, dude. Yeah, just fucking writing backwards and shit, dude. Like it was fucking terrible, man. I was wicked depressed. Um yeah man like for me it was the opposite like once i left i was like i was like fuck yeah man like new beginning dude mm-hmm. and then i went to ccri which i would never recommend anyone going to <laughs> and that's when like real depression hit and i was like wow dude you were actually like in a good spot before like you fucked up big time mm-hmm. so i don't know man i was i was kind of like you like a roller coaster but yeah man you or i was kind of like you have like all the resources like you have the food there's chicks bending over all around you, dude. Like it's so easy for guys to get laid and stuff. And like school's really not that hard. Like your freshman year, I feel like, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe it's just that first year that you have to get by. But I was like, fuck this man. I'm out, dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. This is how I was, man. I wasn't like mentally tough at all. I was just like, fuck this man. Like I'm out.
0: That, that was, I think the mental toughness was the thing that I needed to learn. Yeah. And, like I was at URI for five years mm-hmm. and I, I got a history degree. <laughs> you know like i didn't get anything profound yeah i just i i finished strong i i put put everything into one one basket and ran with it for as long as i could i applied got into their teaching program mm. i didn't enjoy it i stepped back i applied for other uh like political science and anthropology and things like that stepped back and it was just the thing that i had the most credits for was history so i was able to finish with it at one point i was going to be like a french teacher or something like Uh that and then that that fell through so i i I followed through and it took me five years to get a what should have been a three-year degree at uri you know
1: so like when you're a teacher though like uh or when you go into the program Mm -hmm. like um is that basically just like a master's like in like history? At URI or at, at a, Rick like so you're basically Rick, just no. getting a master's it's, in history I'm, or it's like an actual program
0: it's like a program so I'm like I guess when you're taking teaching classes it's like you double major in education and whatever content area you want to teach so I'm because I already have the content certification in history all I need is the teaching stuff so I do like half the course load of a regular mm-hmm. full-time student over at uh at rick so i'm in like two classes this semester and
1: run with is it like uh so like you probably have like history down like yeah realistically but like as far as like teaching goes is that like handling
0: kids like yelling penis in class and stuff like that or is it like um a lot of it is like theory which is like probably the most boring part of it it's like studying the psychologists and why how do you put what they believe into action to properly teach kids and it's a matter of whether or not you have the Mm -hmm. the wherewithal to just understand how to engage with kids will be whether or not you handled them well yeah you know like you either have your mr butler that just doesn't care and lets them say what they want, and thinks it's funny anyway, or, you know, a teacher that takes it real seriously, and will yell at you, and like, send you, if you scream penis, down to the dean of discipline.
1: Yeah, bro, I'm not gonna lie, man, like, I'm not trying to be controversial, bro, but I just feel like everyone who I, like, know who's, like, becoming a teacher is kind of, like, mentally unstable, like, obviously not you, like, I think you'd be a great teacher, Hmm. yeah, you know, like, I think obviously, like, I've been in classes with you, like, you're smart, like, you're calm, like, you're respectable, dude, but, like, Some of the people I know that are getting a teaching, I'm like, dude, I don't know if I'd want my, like, child in that class, bro.
0: It's, it's, well, I think we're all, I think as an adult, I've come to realize that most of us are just not mentally stable whatsoever, you know. And, like, you could put on a show. I hope I've put on a show for Mm. the fans. But, like, even (laughs) I, like, I I go home and I, I cry. I yeah. I scream sometimes. I rage like I'm yeah. in eighth grade playing basketball, yeah, getting my ass wrecked right by this dude. Yeah. dude. You know, like whatever happens, it's you know you go through. However, you cope with it, you cope with it. Yeah, but you're definitely right that there's a lot of people. I I I don't remember what movie it is, but I remember we used to bust as balls over it all the time, and we'd we'd use the quote like "Those who can't do, teach, and those who can't teach, teach Jim." But it's absolutely true. Like if you if you can't accomplish the big thing most people will just turn to teaching you know if you don't if you want to be an accountant or something like that that works with numbers you know you go to business school and you can't you know it's not for you but you know that math is you turn to teaching you know like it's it's almost like you settle for it unless it's Mm -hmm. something you're really passionate for and it puts a lot of people in a shitty position where who wants to send their kid to a teacher who doesn't actually care you know (laughs) i'm just thinking about
1: the teachers (laughs) i had and i'm like Thank God, I didn't take it seriously, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, th- don't get me wrong. There were some teachers like, like I really looked up to, man. I was like, I ever fucking respect this person, mm-hmm. but others, I was just like, holy fucking shit, dude. like, why are you here? What the fuck <laughs> happened? You know what I mean?
0: And that they they probably had that. You know, I say I tell dude, people there, all the was time. was
1: like a fucking there was a guy at our high school that like circle jerks in a movie theater, right?
0: probably. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who it is but I, I remember, remember
1: someone that. told it. told me that. I'm like, "Wait a second. Like, how do you circle jerk in a movie theater? Like, the seats aren't even set up like that." <laughs> and then yeah. somebody sent me the article and it was literally like, "Guys circle jerks with group at a movie theater." I was yeah. like, "This is unbelievable."
0: Like we had, I know there was one guy who was my, I think he was my homeroom teacher in like seventh grade Yeah. who had like a reputation for watching porn on his computer and had like the computer specifically turned away yes. from the classroom. And dude, we had like a guy like that drop, too. Uh, like accidentally bump pencils off a girl's desk mm-hmm. so he could bend down and check them out. And it was always girls wearing skirts. It was just like, what is going what on? What the fuck, dude? You know, like as a kid, you think it's funny because you're not not the brightest but yeah (laughs) like as an adult you're like that's really that's really dangerous we should be addressing that more yeah dude there
1: was a guy we had in middle school who was like dude (laughs) he had that reputation too like he was watching bang bus in the middle of like (laughs) lessons dude and like someone caught on and they like they just gave him like a verbal warning they were like look we like we looked at your history dude like we get you're into like you know hardcore shit but like you need to fucking calm down dude (laughs) can you
0: imagine that dude (laughs) I I promise I won't be, I won't I won't be doing anything like that. Yeah, dude, I'll that's just, fucking I'll wild,
1: be, bro. You just give a lesson about like the Industrial Revolution. Next thing you know, you're watching some chick get her titty slapped, bro. Yeah,
0: that Holy I can see shit. why that'd be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh man, but like, dude, like when we were in, when we were in high school, like history specifically, there was like a bunch of conflict in that one hallway because yeah. like everyone was so different. But I feel like
0: every history teacher just didn't do anything. <laughs> That's like, I, I hate to criticize these people because, <sighs> like, they've been there for so long, and who am I yeah. as someone learning? I mean, dude, the they kind of deserve it, though. But, like, you look at it, and it's like one of them's wearing shorts to school, and like a shorts and a sweatshirt every day, and just yeah. hanging around talking with kids the whole time. And then there was one of the, like, um, Miss who like brought kids to Argentina and like got in trouble for giving them alcohol and shit and, like really? got fired, oh, shit. you know like the it, it like the people that were there like I look at men like that's a stand up guy, yeah. Josh I think it was Josh Pizzarelli put like in an essay the labeled mac and cheese like directions that you put on like the little cans of craft mac and cheese and like copy and pasted it on into the middle of his essay and the guy gave him a B because he was like oh, the rest of it was good. Like, wow. yeah, you messed up there, but, like, it's fine. That's wild, man. You know? Like, yeah. it, it's, they're clowns. <laughs>
1: yeah. A lot of them are clowns. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's just, like, but they still have that job, you know? I wonder, like, what goes through their, like, their heads, though. Like, when they're like, hey, listen, like, I'm a teacher. Like, I can change kids' lives. Like, let me just fucking fuck it
0: all up. Like, I don't they, know, man. They know that they'll, once once you're tenured, it's really hard to get it. Your job taken away. So you could just sit there and do whatever you want. I just We had
1: this one teacher who, uh, you know, I really looked up to, man. I respected him. Um, I'm obviously not going to say his name, dude. But I remember one day he just came into class, and he just started fucking freaking out. He's like, these fucking teachers need to fucking teach. Like, if they don't fucking teach, get them the fuck out. And he was, like, so right. I was like, dude, like. Bravo. Yeah. Like, finally, someone says it. Like, that takes some balls to say, too. Even if you're not in that position, man. Like, just be like, dude, just get the fuck out, man. Like, The only thing that fucked me, I didn't say anything in class was just like the judgments. It's like, dude, if you're teaching a fucking sociology class and you're telling kids like, listen, this is right, this is wrong, sometimes it's subjective, just don't take a shit in the middle of the highway. Like, you shouldn't be judging people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it should just be like open discussion. Like, this is what I think, this is what you think, let's agree to disagree. It shouldn't be like, You know, you shouldn't be fucking roasting kids. (laughs)
0: And that's like when I, when I get in there, because that's what I'd be teaching. So any, any history, social, social studies, like that's what I'd be working with. So like, I think that's something that because I've, you know, been on both sides, I've seen both sides and I may have my own opinions. I'm willing to understand that people are going to have those differing opinions. So if I'm in that setting, I'll be able to, you know, handle that better than someone who's you know, set set in their ways and only believes that there's a right and a wrong, you know? Yeah,
1: because you've been on, like, both sides. You think you'd be a good mediator? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think that's exactly... But, like, say, like, you met a kid who was like, hey, listen, like, I'm far right, and, like, it kind of reminds you of, like, where you were. Would you kind of, like, try to, like... Would you, like, share that experience
0: yeah, I think it. I think that's like part of the responsibility, and a lot of the problem with the teachers we had was there were, of course, there were the few that would like reach out and be like, "Hey, like I'd want to know you on a personal level and help yeah. you grow as a person," but a lot of them just were there to collect the check and didn't really give a shit. So yeah, to get the summers off. Yeah, you know. So when you see a kid that may be in a position that's vulnerable like that or need a little more guidance, being the one that's able to recognize that and conscientiously handled it in a constructive ways are really good. Uh A good thing that I, I think that I do well. I think people that I know would agree that I'm good at that. So I, I'm not, I'm not concerned about handling those sorts of situations. But, yeah, if I saw a kid like that that was in a similar – like, if he's raging on the basketball court, I'll step in. Yeah, be like, yo, Punch dude, him in the back of the head. Like, let him know dude, what the deal, deal is. real fucking haymaker. Dude, <laughs> dude I, I'm thinking – like, I can't stop thinking about it. I still have, a like, a bum. The bones never grew back, like, right in this hand from – we were running suicides in basketball practice, and I was, like, fucking pissed for whatever reason with, with Geiselman. Oh, yeah. And it was, like y- – you know how he used to run with us? Like yeah. during the, during the conditioning, it was like the coolest thing because he was like, if I can't do it, you guys aren't doing it. So we're running it together. It was awesome. But I remember I, it must've been like Ryan Cotter or something pissed me off and you know, he like bumped me the wrong way and I was just a ball ready to explode, you know? So yeah. I, I, as soon as I did, I, I like punched the floor. I, I bro- yeah. I, guy,
1: like God on both knees and punched the floor. I think
0: I fell down and I punched the floor in anger. Oh, and then right. I went and I, I I threw in a track meet like within an hour. Like I left practice early to go throw yeah. at, in Providence mm. with a broken hand and t- totally destroyed my hand. And I still haven't fixed it. So like I I think like I think back to the silly things that I used to rage about and I'm like yeah I really needed someone to you know punch me in the back of the head and tell me what was up.
1: Yeah, man, you used to fucking rage, dude. So many good memories, though. Like, it's so funny now. Yeah. It'd be kind of weird now if you were raging. I mean, it would still be fucking hilarious, but it'd be like, all right, Ricky, like, fucking.
0: Yeah, dude, grow up. Yeah, fucking. (laughs) What are you, dude, 24? It was funny when you were 10, 15.
1: Yeah, but why why history, though, man? Like, is there, like, um, I mean, it seems like you kind of, like, just studied every subject, and you were just like, all right, history's it. Like, is there, like, a reason for that?
0: Yeah, I started with French just because, like, in high school, it was, like, the thing that I excelled at I didn't take history or social studies seriously you know like I took all the classes but I never like they were easy A's to me and then I I really got interested in the it was like at URI I took a Rhode Island history class and that ended up being like what I focused on when I was at Mm -hmm. URI so like I did a whole like 40 page paper on Rhode Island history as my capstone project it was great but the uh the history really drew me in when I started like seeing, it was like connecting the dots. You know, like you see in the movies, where, like they have the cork board with the strings connected with yeah. tacks and shit. Like for me, it was like, I can explain almost anything that's going on in my life just by looking at the strings that are connected to it. Damn, bro. And I could do that with others and I can do that with the world politically, the world geographically, all that. And I was like, it was like a puzzle that I just had fall into my lap. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And through it, I was able, you know, I think I became more progressive in the way I looked at things just because some of the strings are hidden in that metaphorical representation, Yeah, you know? So like for me, it was like uncovering those, the truths and things like that. I was like, this is more interesting than, you know, repeating all of the body parts for an anatomy class or yeah just memorizing shit know, like because it, it wasn't ever it stopped being like names and dates for history class and it really? started being like why things happen why do we do the things that we do and i was like this is the coolest shit ever so i yeah, some deep shit man i latched on and yeah, i so think it's like more
1: critical thinking than it is just like yeah.
0: memorization absolutely because none of like yeah the the memorization stuff matters but like you don't really need to know who or why or what. You just need to know, uh, or you do need to know why. You need to know the whys <laughs> and hows. You know, the the who's yeah. and the whats don't matter, but the whys and the hows do. It's like, because yeah. that's how you 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 can I. Uh, all of the crazy things that I've learned since leaving Cumberland High School, I would say, are because of that journey of just learning truths. Seeing yeah. the real world and the things like that it got pretty intense. But Yeah, man. So you think your perspective has changed completely, man? Entirely. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm I, here, and I'm bored. I don't know if right. you get bored just, like, hanging around in Cumberland, but, like... Oh, yeah, man. Shit, shit well, that's why I do shit like at this, At, like, though, 9 dude. o'clock. Yeah. Like, I, I thought about starting podcasts and shit, and I'm just like... Yeah. I, I, I make $12 an hour and don't have the time to, you know, buy fancy mics and cameras and shit yet. And yeah. Maybe one day I will, but... I don't know. I don't know,
1: man. Cumberland's nice, man. I've been to, like, I've been to other areas and I've just been like, wow, this is, like, shittier than I thought. So I think once you travel, man, you kind of, like, open up your mind. I think that's why a lot of people come back. Um, I mean, I think Cumberland's like a good place to raise a family and whatnot. Absolutely. It's a good place to teach. It's really safe. Mm -hmm. If you go to other, like, I deliver packages in Massachusetts and everyone's a fucking dickhead, dude. Like, dude, I'll talk to people, I'll be like, Hey, how you doing? They dude, just won't answer dude, and it's just like
0: dude, Can I can I shout you out for a moment? You had yeah. me dying in that last video you posted of you delivering the fucking dick in the oh, Amazon yeah. box. I lost it. I didn't see it coming. And I like it was like two in the morning when I saw it. And my mom came up like yelling, like what yeah. what the hell's happening? I'm like pissing my pants laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. And I'm <laughs> she it was like out of the blue i just never expected it i thought it was the yeah. funniest fucking thing yeah man i like to throw
1: people off dude i don't want them to like uh predict what's gonna happen but <clears throat> like i said man delivering to massachusetts like you go to areas that are kind of like cumberland and you're like wow this is like nice and stuff but then you talk to the people and you're like why wow, you guys are fucking racist man <laughs> yeah. like dude massachusetts is racist as fuck yeah and uh dude just like a bunch of fucking dickheads man shout out massachusetts <laughs> Like don't get me wrong, like some people are fucking genuine dude, but like when you come back to Cumberland, like I mean don't get me wrong, like
0: you know what to expect here, like everybody knows each other, but people are still way nicer here. Yeah, you know. It's definitely a nice little bubble. Yeah. And like it's for me, it's like a safe space that I can just go back to. If if I'm you know, I'm out at yeah. URI for however long, like I knew that if I needed time away, Cumberland was a space where I could just go and hang and nothing. Yeah, like, you know the world's to expect, pressure yeah. the world's pressure is gonna be riding on my shoulders for that time. And then, you know, once I've recuperated, I can head back out and start working hard again. But. Yeah, man. I
1: think there's a certain age where, like, you know, you're just going to have to move on and fucking just keep fucking up. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, you know what to expect here, obviously. Um, but, yeah, man, it's good to know that, you know, you're doing better. Like, like I said, man, you look fucking way better mentally. Like, you look fucking calm, man. You look happier, dude. So, I'm I mean, glad. dude. Thanks for coming, bro. I appreciate it. It's good to see you, man. It's good to talk and catch up, bro. And uh, I wish you the best, man.
0: Absolutely. I wish you good times, too.